Welcome to Beating the Market with Scott Welsh. And hello, welcome to the Beating the Market podcast, where we, where we regular people figure out ways to beat the market. Now, this is episode two of season one, and I strongly encourage you to listen to the previous episode before moving on to the current one. But in episode one, we talked about the crisis, the investing crisis that we're all in. Money solves our problems, but we don't know how to make our money make money. Now, at the end of episode one, I promised a possible solution. So here we are. Once again, we're stuck in a crisis, okay? We don't have a clue what to do with our money. But even the people, maybe even a little bit worse, the people who aren't completely clueless, like I was, are doing okay, and maybe they think that's just fine. But what if they could do way, way better? So on one hand, we have people who absolutely don't know what to do. And on the other hand, we have people who might know what to do, but maybe could be doing way better. Like I mentioned, it's a borderline crisis. It's a borderline financial tragedy for us regular people. But let's stop talking about the problems and start offering solutions. The experts lately, and this isn't just in the past two years, People are getting wise to this dilemma, this tragedy, this crisis, and they are honestly trying to help. The experts have come out with several solutions. Well, actually, it's just one solution, but several people have come out with the same solution, which makes people think, me included, that maybe these experts, if they're all saying the same thing, maybe they're on to something. But more specifically, Tony Robbins, whom I deeply respect, who helps people by the millions address this very specific problem. He wrote two books on trying to solve this problem of no one knows how to make their money make money. He detailed the same crisis that I detailed in episode one, and he offered a cure, a terrible cure. They know nothing! Tony Robbins advocated, as, advocated for us to buy index funds. Now, an index fund, if you don't know, is just a fund, very passive fund. It's it's called passive because no one is in there trading and making bad decisions or, or good decisions. But an index fund is just a mimic of the S&P 500. In fact, it mimics it exactly. An index fund buys the whole market. Whatever the market does, you do. Whatever the market returns, you get. For example, if the S&P 500, if the economy is rolling along and it returns 20% in a year, your account will have 20% in a year. Same thing. So it's, it saves you the trouble of an expert underperforming. Well, I think this is going to go up. Oh, I'm going to sell that. Oh, I have high fees. It saves you all the trouble of getting nickel and dime with fees and experts, quote-unquote, making bad decisions. You just do what the market does. And because no one is trading it and you don't have to pay any managers, there aren't high fees. In fact, the fees are very, very reasonable. And there's just no trading at all. It's just the market. Now, 
that sounds pretty cool, right? There's a way for us to not have to worry if we're making the right choice because we own everything. We have an index fund. But how does that really do? How does that really perform? In other words, how do index funds return? Well, since 1950, if you adjust for inflation, because there is inflation, but I don't like talking about inflation, so we're just going to just trust me. This adjusts for it. The market has returned an average of 7% per year. So take inflation out. Since 1950, the market has returned an average of 7% per year. Now, please keep in mind when I say it returns 7% per year, my mind says, ha ha, I get 7% every year. No, it's an average. You almost never will make exactly 7%. You'll make 30 and you'll lose 12 and on and on and on. But for the sake of argument and for illustration, since 1950, so we're talking about over 50 years, 60 years, it averages 7% per year. That's pretty good. A $10,000 investment. Are you ready? Sorry. I know you were thinking there may not be any math in this podcast, but there will be some math, but I'll do it for you. A $10,000 investment in 1950 turns into 579,060 years later. Pretty good, huh? So if you just said, listen, I am not an expert. I just want to have what the market has. Well, 10K would turn into 579K in 60 years. Maybe that's enough to retire on, huh? That's a pretty nice nest egg, right? Now, what has it done lately? I mean, 1950 is clearly different than now. What's it done in the past 10 years? Well, it's returned 9.51% in the last 10 years. Not bad, right? That's better than the 60-year average. This sounds pretty good, right? It is a solution. Absolutely it is. A regular person like us won't lose all of our money due to bad bets on risky stocks. A regular person won't underperform the market because it's impossible. We are the market. We will do exactly, right? And when I say underperform, real quick, a mutual fund, for example, would return 4% per year, whereas the market would do 7%. That's underperform. Any investing strategy that averages less than 7% per year in the past 60 years is underperforming. Well, a, an index fund never allows us to do that. Furthermore, a regular person can do this today, can buy an index fund today without any trouble at all. And I can even outline the steps. It's super easy. Email me and we can talk about it if you want to go this route. But here's the problem with that and why I think it's not a good cure. In fact, a, maybe a terrible cure. If we buy an index fund, we are closing off our possibilities of doing better forever. We're done, right? We're just done with our investing. And maybe that's fine, but we are just done. We put it in an index fund and we never look back. And whatever the market does, whatever the political, whatever happens, war, not war, prosperity, whatever happens, that's it. We are done. We don't learn anything about making our money make money. We don't research anything. We're not looking up stocks. We're not paying attention. We're not even watching the quotes. We don't know what else is out there. All we do is invest our money and trust it. In the case of a lot of index funders, 
They just go around telling everyone that there's nothing better or that you can't do better, right? A lot of index funders, as I call them, will just tell you that you can't do better and it's the only thing to do and quit being an idiot. But guess what? There's something else out there. The greatest strategy of all time, actually, is out there. And the weird part is nobody knows about it. Well, we're going to know about it. And we're going to start talking about it in the very next episode. For more information, you can go to my website at scottwelsh.me. You can also email me at beatthemarketpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.